Mandy is a curious orphan that just wants to find a place where she belongs with people who love her. She stumbles across a cottage in the woods. Will this become her safe haven that she's been searching for? Hey, story lovers, it's time to unwind, relax, and get comfy cozy. You're listening to the Bookmarks and Blankets podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Matsudaira. Each week, I discuss my favorite forms of art, which are books, movies, and TV series. I also love talking about cozy living, cozy hobbies, and self-care tips. If you like reviews, recommendations, discussions, and a whole lot more, then you're in the right place. Join me with your favorite blanket, beverage, and snack, and let's get cozy together. Welcome, my story lovers. If you're new here, hi, my name is Kelly, and I say you are never too old to read kids' books. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. I hope you've been well. So I'm excited for today's book review. Today, I'm going to be discussing Mandy by Julie Andrews Edwards. And this book was published all the way back in January of 1971. I've seen many reviewers call this a classic children's book. And I actually never knew that this book existed until I had seen one of the booktubers that I follow talk about this book. So this is a spoiler-free review, so if you haven't read the book, don't worry, I'm not going to spoil anything. And the genre, if you can already tell, this is a middle-grade contemporary fiction book. So I chose this book back in May of 2023 when my reading theme was Cottagecore and Spring Vibes. And I had watched a bunch of YouTubers talk about some of the spring books that they really liked. And one YouTuber in particular had brought up this book. I had actually no idea that Julie Andrews has written books. And from the cover and then the description of the book, it just sounded perfect for my reading theme. And I was reading a lot of fantasy books and getting a little fatigued. So I wanted to read something a little different, and this contemporary fiction book sounded perfect. So what I'm going to do, like I do for all book reviews, I will tell you the synopsis of the book. I'll give you my overall opinion. We'll talk about the details, what I liked, what I didn't like. I'll read a short excerpt from the book so you can get a little taste of it. I will give you my ratings and then my final thoughts. So if you don't know anything about this book, this is a story about a 10-year-old girl named Mandy. She's an orphan but has a dream of finding a place of her own. She escapes over the orphanage wall to explore more of the outside world. And during one of her excursions, she discovers this tiny deserted cottage in the middle of the woods. Through the seasons of spring, summer, and fall, Mandy works on the cottage, attempting to make it her own safe haven. At times, she quote-unquote borrows things she needs from the orphanage, and at other times, she relies on telling lies to keep her secret safe. But then one stormy night at the cottage, Mandy gets sick, and no one knows where she is except a special friend that she didn't know she even had. So again, I heard this book from a booktuber, and I just had no idea that Julie Andrews wrote books. I thought she was this legendary actress, but come to find out that she actually has a lot of books penned under her name. This was actually the first book that she ever wrote, 
As I was doing some searches and looking at some of the books that she had written, I just became really curious about this one in particular and really wanted to give it a shot. Again, at the time, I had been reading a lot of fantasy books, so I was ready to switch gears to read a more contemporary and a middle grade book because it sounded really refreshing. I am definitely one of those adults that enjoys reading middle grade books. And so I wanted to give this one a try. So overall, I absolutely adored this story. And I was pleasantly surprised that I did because honestly, I didn't have high expectations going into it. But I really enjoyed it more than I thought that I would. So let's move into the book details. I read the paperback version and this story was 305 pages. I read it rather quickly. It only took me three days to get through the whole thing because I like to read at night before bed. And so it took me three nights to read this. But if you're a fast reader, you could easily read this book in one or two days. The writing style is very easy to read, probably because it is a middle grade book and it is very easy for kids to read. The writing is very immersive, descriptive, and lyrical. And honestly, I was quite surprised by how good an author Julie Andrews is. It really is a well-written book. I also thought the pacing was done well. I never got truly bored, and I kept wanting to know what was going to happen next with Mandy. Then as far as the cover art, you can find a picture of the book on my Instagram. So I'll put a link in the description, or if you go over to the companion blog on my website at bookmarks, the letter N, blankets.com, I'll also have a link in there so you can go over and see. I think I actually did a really nice job with my picture. But I thought the cover art was really pretty. It's not usually a style of illustration that I'm a huge fan of, but I still think it looks nice. There are also illustrations inside of the book, and I actually really did enjoy those little images because they help to tell the story and they're really cute. So let's move into what I didn't like about this book. And honestly, I didn't have a lot of problems with this book. I just have a few pointers. So my first point is at times it was a little slow and I wish a bit more happened. I never got bored, but there were some slower areas to the story. I have read some reviews by other people that they thought it was a boring story. And I think that's the number one reason why some people DNF this book or they don't finish it because they get bored. And it is a more slice of life story. I would actually say you could categorize this as a cozy book. It definitely felt like a cozy book because it talks about mundane tasks and slice of life storytelling. And there's not a ton of action, which I don't always mind that. So for me, it was a little slow in areas, but it wasn't terrible. For some people, that may cause them not to finish reading it. But I would say that's probably more on the downside of the book than an upside. My next point is Mandy has a roommate. Her name is Sue, and I don't think she treats her very well at times. She treats her almost like an annoying little sister when Sue is just trying to be her friend 
and to look out for her. So, of course, it just shows the immaturity of a 10-year-old because there are times that Sue wants to know what's going on with Mandy because she's being really secretive and she's not telling anyone about this cottage or what she's doing. So her friend is just really curious of what's going on or she wants to be part of it. So she wants to tag along and she's not always treated very well. And I didn't really think that was fair, but I could also see that's how a kid would treat another kid. My next point is, in order to keep the cottage a secret, Mandy has to resort to lying and stealing, and this definitely is not the best message to send to kids. And I think this was another big point of why some reviewers gave it a lower rating, because why would you want to show a kid stealing and lying and getting away with it for the most part? I understand that this was done out of fear. Mandy is afraid that if anyone finds out about her cottage and what she's been doing, she's not going to be allowed to go there anymore or that others will want to go there with her. And it's not going to be a special place for her. She doesn't want to share this special place with anyone else or have it taken away from her. This is a very precious gift that she came upon for herself. But however, the lies that she tells and the sneaking out of the orphanage that she does and the items that she steals for her little house, they're not the best decisions that she makes. And at times, she acts in a very selfish manner. I could see some kids reading this book and being afraid for Mandy because she's going to get into trouble if she's ever found out. Or kids could think that it's okay to lie and steal. So some of that messaging I didn't think was the best. And then for my final point of what I didn't like about the book was the ending is very predictable. I was okay with it personally, but some readers may not like the predictable ending. Okay, let's move over to the fun part. What I liked about this book, I really enjoyed the nostalgia I was getting from this book. It conjured up memories of reading or watching movies of The Secret Garden, A Little Princess, Heidi, and Annie. All of those beloved children's stories came to mind as I read this book, and I really enjoyed that. I grew up with those stories, so I enjoyed hints of those classics as I was reading this book. My next point is the best thing about this book is Mandy herself. I felt that she is such a sweet, resourceful, strong-willed, independent, and clever little girl. Sure, she has her moments of being selfish and a little mean to her friend, but for the most part, she is such a sweet girl. You don't normally get inside the heart and mind of such young characters, at least not in middle grade books that I've read. But I really enjoyed connecting with Mandy on a deeper level in this book. We see that she deals with a lot of big emotions as we read her thoughts and feelings about things. And I could connect and sympathize with her on an emotional level, which made me care about her more, which in turn made me really enjoy the book more. She does, like I said, make some questionable decisions, but she's a child and she's still learning. So I'm not going to fault her for that. I also love how determined and motivated she is to make her dream come true. She's very persistent in keeping her secret so she can have this home that she's always wanted. 
And I think that that's a really good message for kids is to just keep going after and chasing your dreams and being persistent about it, you know, as long as you're not hurting other people. My next point of what I really enjoyed about this book is many of the other characters were also very likable. And one person that stood out the most was the headmistress or the matron of the orphanage. This book actually breaks the stereotype of cold, stern, neglectful orphanages that you think of when you think of an orphanage. This isn't like Annie, where Miss Hannigan couldn't care less about the girls she's supposed to care for and protect. The headmistress in this story is very kind, gentle, and caring, which was really refreshing to read. This home for girls didn't seem like it was a terrible place to live and to grow up in. Even the other workers, there's a maid, a cook, and a gardener were very likable characters and tried to help Mandy when they could. No one was aggressively mean or nasty to these girls, and I really enjoyed seeing that. For my next point, again, I will say I was pleasantly surprised by how well-written this book was. I really enjoyed the descriptions of the garden, flowers, and the cottage. It explains some of the things in quite a bit of detail. So if a child is reading this, then they're going to be learning about plants and flowers and gardens. It also definitely gave me the spring and summer vibes. The first half of the book takes place during these two warm seasons. And it really came through in the writing. It's very descriptive, lush prose. I also enjoyed reading in detail how Mandy fixed up the cottage and the things that she did to make it a special place for herself. We even see her interacting with the wildlife in the woods, which was really sweet to see. So if you're looking for a good spring or summertime book, this is definitely one to pick up for that seasonal reader. So for my last point of what I really enjoyed about this book, there was a slight twist at the ending that also made it a happy ending. I won't spoil what happens, but the second half of the book is a bit different than the first half of the book. So the first part may seem a little boring and slow to some people, but it does pick up and more things happen in the second half. So I would just advise hang in there if you're reading this or you're not sure about it, or if you tried to read it in the past and you DNF'd it, I would offer to give this another shot. So now we're to the portion of the review where I'm going to read an excerpt of the book to give you a taste for this story. And this part of the story is toward the beginning of the book. Mandy has already found the cottage and she's already starting to collect items and tools and resources that she needs to start cleaning up the place. So Mandy has a bundle of tools that she just hoisted over the orphanage wall and now she's taking all of her things with her to the cottage. Within seconds, she was racing along the pathway, clutching her possessions, her whole being filled with anticipation and excitement at the thought of seeing the cottage once more. She burst through the trees into the clearing and stopped short. A fat rabbit disappeared quickly into the bank by the stream. A blackbird tick-ticked and flew into the trees. She was afraid she had dreamed it all yesterday, but there it was, solid and welcoming. It was a glorious afternoon. The sun beat down and the sun of the earth mingled with grass and clover. Mandy noticed a may tree that she hadn't seen the day before. It was in full bloom. 
Behind the house, there was a bank of rhododendrons, their fat buds due to open almost any day now. There was so much she wanted to do and to see. It would obviously be impossible to do all that needed to be done this afternoon, since Jake had lent her the rake and the fork, and she had promised to return them by the evening, and since the weather was so fine, she decided to attend to the garden first. The cottage could always be cleaned on a rainy day. So she set her things down by the door and surveyed the garden. Her garden. The little path was obviously the first thing to be cleared. She decided to begin by the front doorstep. Kneeling down, she pulled at the long weeds. To her delight, they came out of the ground very easily. Carefully and methodically, she worked her way toward the little gate, avoiding the patch of stinging nettles. She made a mental note to try to get a pair of gardening gloves. They would really help to protect her hands on some of the rougher jobs. She discovered pale gray flagstones beneath the weeds, so she cleared out all the grass around them and in between them. It was a big improvement the minute the path was cleared. It gave her a real sense of what needed to be done next. The clean line of the flagstones directed her attention to a very pretty wild rose tree that was growing up and around the porch. It needed tying back. Mandy made another note to find some twine the following day. Next to the door, there were Michael Mull's daisies, dry and dusty looking stalks, closely growing. They were not yet in bloom, but would be a fine splash of color by late summer. There were many shrubs and flowers that Mandy didn't recognize, but she knew some of the wild flowers and left them in the ground. She wasn't sure what to do about the weeds. It was growing over everything, and although Mandy knew that it produced a pretty white trumpet-like flower, she decided to pull it out, feeling that its many tendrils might choke some of the better things. She worked hard all afternoon. Her back began to ache and her knees were scraped and dirty. She became so warm in the full sun that she removed her cardigan. She was totally engrossed in her work. Every foot of earth that she cleared seemed to reveal some new treasure. She was fascinated by the beauty of the snails and the long worms that came to light. At one point, she discovered an anthill and watched it with wonder. The little insects were so busy and seemed to have such a sense of purpose. Mandy wished she could be part of their world for just a little while. A sparrow came and perched on the low fence and watched her with a beady eye. Wood pigeons cooed softly in the trees where they probably had a nest. By late afternoon, Mandy had cleared a path and one whole side of the garden. Mandy wiped her brow. She was hot and thirsty. She decided to rest for a moment, fetching her bread and scones and water. She sat on the footstep and contemplated her work. Now that the garden was partially cleared, it was easier to guess at its original shape and form. There must once have been a tiny lawn and flower beds under the windows and along the fence. There was a box hedge running around the back of the house and a lot of privet hedges too. They would need trimming and the grass would need cutting. She would have to be nice to Jake and perhaps he would lend her some more tools. She munched on her bread and drank from the ginger beer bottle. She was feeling pleased with herself. The little stream gurgled nearby and the afternoon was lazy and quiet. This is all too wonderful. I could stay here forever, she thought. She leaned against the doorframe. I wonder what I should tackle next. The other flower beds, I suppose, especially if I buy some seeds tomorrow. I'll want to plant them. She thought of the shopping she should do. Money was going to be a problem. 
She had pocket money saved and she received a little every Saturday for her work in the grocery store. So tomorrow she'd have enough money to make a start on flowers and things. She'd also need a pair of gloves and some twine for the roses. Jake could help her with that. She would need a lot of things for the inside of the cottage too. It was getting late and time to leave for the day. Mandy wandered through the cottage feeling the pride of ownership. She stood at her front door looking down the newly weeded garden path. The freshly turned earth smelled wonderful. She wandered slowly to the little stream and bathed her face and hands in the clear water. It was pretty and shaded there with green ferns growing on the banks. The water was no more than a foot or so deep. The hill beyond was solid with trees. It would be fun to follow along the stream one day to see where it went. It was time to go. Gathering up Jake's tools, she headed toward the meadow and home pausing just long enough to adjust the little white gate. Pulling it straight and setting it up neatly alongside the fence, she noticed with pride that the little garden was already beginning to have a trim cared for look. So let's move on to the rating portion of this review. So if you're new here, my rating system is based off a recommendation of read it or leave it, but then I also give you the stars that I gave it on Goodreads. So read it or leave it. Yes, read this. This is definitely worth the read. And then on Goodreads, I gave it four stars. I didn't give it five because I wasn't completely blown away by it. And it wasn't the best middle grade book that I've ever read, but it is really good. So I would say it's a four to 4.5 stars for me. So why should you or should you not read this book? If you enjoy charming, sweet, wholesome stories about little kids and the adventures that they get themselves into, then I think you're really going to like this book. If you like middle grade books that are quick reads and easy to follow without being boring, then again, I think you're really going to enjoy this one. However, if you like more fantasy middle grade books or you're not a fan of the mundane slice of life contemporary stories, then you may find this book a little dull, slow, and boring, then you may want to skip it. So for my final thoughts, as you just heard, I really, really enjoyed reading Mandy by Julie Andrews. I thought the messaging was great, except for a few things that I pointed out. The story was compelling, the characters were very likable, and there was enough conflict to keep me engaged. And it had a very sweet, satisfying ending. I would love to see this be made into a movie one day. I think it could be visually stunning if it was done properly from all of the description about the cottage and the garden and the woods and everything. I think this could be a really nice family-friendly, kid-friendly movie. I highly recommend this book to young girls around this age, 10 years and older, especially for a spring or summer read. I think they would really enjoy this book. After reading this book, I definitely want to read more of Julie Andrews' backlist, so I'm excited to put more of her books on my future TBR list. I did see some reviewers say that there are a couple others that she wrote back in the 70s and the 80s that they deem classic children's books, so I'm really interested to read more from her. Until my next book review, happy reading, my book lovers. Well, that's all I have for this episode. If you missed anything, you can find the companion blog on my website at bookmarksandblankets.com. That's bookmarks, the letter N, blankets.com. 
If you enjoyed today's discussion, please consider subscribing to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Also, if you feel called to do so, please share this podcast with others who you think may be interested in this type of show. Or if you have a few minutes, I'd love for you to write a quick review. This helps me reach more people, and I would greatly appreciate it. If you would like to support the show even more, you can join my Patreon community at patreon.com slash bookmarks and blankets. Until next time, my friends, please remember to take care of yourself and always stay cozy.